Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Stupid Wise Girl. This podcast was created for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example why you should not judge a book by its cover. We aim to help everyone, not just females. We dig deep into ourselves in every episode and we get real with what we need. And we learn how to figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser, higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Thank you again, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, lovies. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. I am very excited for today's episode, as I promised in the previous episode that I was going to bring on someone that does specialize in feminine energy and who's going to explain how it works in relationships. I got a chance to sit down with Kirsten Keach, who is a licensed couples therapist, and she's really big on the feminine and masculine energy. In episode 7, as well as episode 11, I briefly touched up about feminine and masculine energy. I just want you guys to understand, as you will hear in this interview, masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with gender. It's more an energy source, it's where you're comfortable, it's about being self-aware within your own energy. This is why it's so important to get to know yourself before entering a relationship so then when you enter any relationship, you're entering very consciously and you know yourself, your needs, your wants, and who is best for you. This was a really great interview. I actually learned a few things, so I want to just thank Kirsten once again for doing this with me. I really hope you guys enjoy this. Please stick around until the end where she will give you all her information, ways to reach her, Here is Kirsten and I discussing feminine divine energy. Hello everyone and welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. I'm here with Kirsten. Feel free to introduce yourself. She's a relationship coach and she focuses on feminine energy, something I spoke about in two previous episodes. So it's almost like I manifested you into my life into this podcast episode. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Kirsten Keach, and um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm a dating and relationship coach for women, and I focus exclusively on helping women access their feminine energy and using it to enhance their lives and their relationships. I mentioned it in two of my episodes, and it's almost mm-hmm. like I feel like I manifested you for my audience. Mm-hmm. Can you try to explain what your definition of feminine energy is or might be? Yeah, so I think that the best way to understand what feminine energy is, is to understand the concepts of polarity, which polarity is the idea that there's masculine energy and there's feminine energy. There's yin and there's yang. So the universe is made up of kind of oppositional forces. And feminine energy is one side of that. Okay, and so feminine energy, a lot of people hear that and they think, 
oh, Kirsten, you're encouraging women to be docile and weak and blah, 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 blah. But actually what I'm doing is encouraging women to access the full potential of their power because power is one of the characteristics of feminine energy and we've forgotten about that culturally. I agree with that because I, people always assume when you're in your feminine energy, you're a pushover. When do you think, when someone's in their feminine energy, when can they draw a line so they don't seem like a pushover, so they stay in their power? When does someone in their feminine energy draw a line in a, maybe a toxic relationship? Well, so here's the thing, is the way that I view feminine energy in relationships is the, fe the more feminine person or the feminine energy is the holds the moral compass for the relationship, which means that you are actually the person responsible for drawing all the major lines around anything moral or that makes you feel unsafe. Now, the way that I teach women to do that looks differently than how you would imagine holding a boundary looks like. So the way that you communicate and draw a line using your feminine energy is to communicate about something using your feelings. So when something makes you feel bad or uncomfortable, you communicate about that with your partner. I feel uh, angry, hurt, upset that this is happening. Okay. And someone who is really solidly in their masculine energy, they will cherish your feelings, which means that they will take that negative feeling that you share and they'll respond to it in a way where they're, um, loving, giving, and protecting. Everybody has both feminine energy and masculine energy. And you need both to survive in the world. If you were 100% in your feminine energy, you would just be totally still. And if you were 100% in your masculine energy, you wouldn't have any feeling or um, like uh, life force power. That's all feminine. A lot of women, when we go out into the world, school or work really reward masculine energy right? People want you to perform in a way that our world says is okay. And our world really, really, really overvalues masculine energy. I can't say that enough because we all need to hear it as women. So we go out into the workplace that requires us to be more masculine um, in order to achieve, make money, provide. And we have to do that. But a lot of women forget when they come home to shift back into their feminine energy if they are a person who is predominantly a feminine energy person. Do you think people confuse gender roles and societal norms with the spiritual, divine, masculine, feminine energy? Yes, I do. And it's so interesting because a lot of times I'll get new clients and the first reaction I get is, uh, I don't want to be more feminine because blah, 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 blah 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 and I say okay you know it's a personal decision but the more I talk to these women about what I really mean by feminine energy that it's using your creativity your receptivity your magnetism your beauty in order to create what you want instead of going out and you know driving the forces to make it happen um, the more that I talk to them about what it really means to be in a place of feminine power in a relationship, the more they start to get it, that it's not the same thing as having to be this traditional housewife that stays home and watches the kids and doesn't provide for herself or anything like that. That it's actually even more empowering when you can tap into your feminine gifts. Um, I think that feminine energy is vulnerable. 
it's, it is vulnerable. And so a lot of women put on a masculine mask in order to protect ourselves because we are afraid that if the world sees our feminine energy, how powerful we are, that we're going to be hurt or judged or whatever is going to happen, not approved of. And so we put this masculine mask on to kind of fit in um, and keep ourselves safe. I do agree with that. I really, I really agree with that. And I'm learning more about myself in terms of now that I'm dating, uh, I feel like I'm learning that I'm better at relationships in my feminine energy. So yes. I, I want to be pursued. I want the courtship. And I feel like, as you mentioned, we put on this masculine mask and sometimes we pursue or we hunt or we initiate contact with males because it's more of a conquering thing that I say. We're trying to get the instant gratification that this person wants to date us instead of leaning back, which I do love to talk about, leaning back into your feminine energy and allowing someone to feel that you're vulnerable, you're feminine. And as you mentioned, someone in their masculine energy will appreciate and come into and step into, and it'll be a balance, a perfect balance of energies. Yeah, it will. Because here's the thing, when you have two people trying to be masculine and two people trying to be feminine, like when both partners are really caught up in both, then you have four people in the relationship and it's a disaster. But when you really tap into your core energy, which sounds like you're really tapping into your core feminine energy and lead with that in your relationship, then you attract someone who's in their core masculine energy and it creates a really beautiful synergy and a lot of intimacy. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. That's the plan, right? Hopefully. So you think, and, and you said it earlier, you said that beauty is part of feminine energy. Do you believe all the self-care that we do is really a big thing with feminine energy? Yeah, I think self-care is a big part of nourishing your feminine energy. Um, anything that nourishes your sensuality, so dancing, movement, baths, essential oils, the more you can do that, the stronger your feminine energy gets. You're kind of enjoying your, yourself, and then yeah. you want someone to step into it with you. Yes, and men want to step into your feminine energy. They connect with their feelings more when you're connected with your feelings. And so they feel really good around you when you're connected to your feminine energy. Usually 90% of the time I meet with clients, they're leading with their masculine energy. And I find that out just by asking them a few simple questions about how their relationships are going. Couples are the same. I can tell right away when they're out of balance. So I usually ask them, you know, are you pursuing men? Are they pursuing you? Are you giving too much? That's the main thing, actually. If there was like one place where women really um, get off base is that they overgive. So giving is masculine and receptivity is feminine. And we have this idea, I think, that's like programmed in us from the time we're little girls, that girls are nice and girls give and girls help. And so we do that to our partners and then we become their mom. And they don't want a mom, they want a lover, right? If they're a healthy man. If they're not, then they might want a mom, but that's not what you want if you want a real relationship. So I would say that's a key, key feature. I do agree with that. It's amazing you said that because sometimes I feel because we're the nurturers and we are moms, that when we enter relationships, we feel that the giving is part of the nurturing, where sometimes the nurturing is allowing a man to be masculine. That's actually nurturing him into his masculine energy. 
Yes, yes, yes. Yes, they need to step into their masculine energy. You cannot do it for them. You can't get them that great job or help them provide. They have to do it. And when they do it for themselves, they feel so good about themselves and they want to do it more. Yes. Yes. And as soon as you start doing it for them, they just... I don't know what happens to them, but they kind of check out a little. <laughs> they suffocate. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's and I always tell people that sometimes when a man is distant, and I notice this in dating a lot, when a man is distant, if you keep going towards him and not giving him that space, you will actually push him away. And mm-hmm. when a man gets the space, he will actually t- come into his feminine energy, which men do have. And then mm-hmm. he starts to give a little bit and starts mm-hmm. to open up his emotional side because he's meeting you halfway as well. Well, everybody has both. And men need to develop their feminine energy as well, eventually. So the ultimate goal, if you're thinking about it from a spiritual perspective, is for your energies eventually to become completely balanced. That's how you reach self-actualization. And the way to do that is to choose a side and get really good at that side. And through mastering it, eventually you master both. So what do you really suggest to anyone listening or anyone that you work with when they, you notice that they are leading with their masculine energy? How can they step back into their feminine energy? Are there certain things they can do? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing, actually, you just said it, which is step back is take a minute to breathe and play. So play is a feminine thing. And we get, not that men can't play, men play, but it's a characteristic of feminine energy. And I think the first thing is, is that we get stressed and anxious and we're trying to get the guy and we're trying to make things happen at work and but 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 and we forget to just relax and enjoy ourselves and enjoy our bodies. So if you can just take a minute to play, um, swim, dance, have a couple orgasms, whatever it takes to really get you into the pleasure center of your body, do it because that is where your feminine energy originates from. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yes. What got you into the whole feminine energy thing? It kind of just, I don't know if it came with age or just came naturally because I'm becoming self-aware and I really feel that when you become self-aware, you know what you want. And the more you know what you want, you'll understand which energy you're in. Mm -hmm. So when I started to understand what I want out of a relationship and more so out of life, once I figured out what I want out of life, it was easier for me to understand what I need and what I want. And I started to realize that there were two different energies within me. There was a feminine energy, which is playful. And then there's a masculine energy. And I did notice that when I'm more feminine, leaning back, and I also feel like feminine energy is very trusting and going with the flow. And you kind of just trust the universe, God, whatever someone might be comfortable with. And you just enjoy the process instead of conquering like a hunter in your masculine energy. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with, but um, Elena Cardone. Mm-mm. So she's, she's the wife of Grant Cardone, and she wrote the book Building an Empire. And in this book, she talks, which is a great book I recommend for you or anyone listening. It's, it's an amazing oh. book. She talks about when you're in your feminine energy and you enter a relationship with a masculine energy, it almost becomes unstoppable because a woman 
like you said, it's a game, but a woman in her real feminine energy knows the game of the spiritual world. Yes, yes, we, yes, yes. A man really won't understand that. The manifesting and all, we sound cuckoo and like witches and voodoo and it's crazy, but it's so funny because Tom Brady actually had an interview after the Super Bowl where he said, Giselle makes him do really weird manifestation stuff. And I was laughing. I was like, that's the feminine energy. And when you can find a woman in that power and that feminine energy, as a man, if you're really in your masculine energy to find that kind of power and recognize it in a woman, I think it's, you could be an unstoppable duo. Did you see the Bohemian Rhapsody movie? No, I did not. Okay. Well, the lead singer of Queen, um, I'm not remembering his name all of a sudden, Freddie Mercury, there we go. He was a gay man, but he always kept a woman around. Mary, he was engaged to her at one point, and even after he came out as gay, she was never far away. And she was with him from the beginning of his career to the end. So behind many powerful men is a really strong woman. I mean, regardless of if it's a sexual partnership or not. I have a, I work with men and coach them on being more masculine because sometimes all I have is the man to work with. Most of the time I work with women, but occasionally I have men as clients. And in that case, I encourage them to be more masculine because when they really hold their masculine energy, a lot of times their female partner will relax into being more feminine. When I work with couples, it's usually both. It's easier for me to coach women because I am a woman and I can so quickly tell them how to do things that will change their relationship very fast. And one of the first interventions I make with women who are in a couple relationship that's struggling is they're almost always criticizing their partner all the time. And the first thing I teach them is to start communicating their pleasure. So masculine energy men really, really, really want to please feminine energy women. And when they feel like they're not pleasing you, they start to withdraw and detach. So a lot of women, when we're not, and then you're, when we're not getting what we need, we start to get critical of our partners. Like, well, he's not X, 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 X. And I'm so mad about this, this, and this. And then the male partner starts to withdraw their masculine energy, which causes upset in the woman. And she becomes even more critical. And it's like, it starts to erode the relationship really fast. So the first thing that I do with women is get them to start communicating their pleasure, which is every time their partner does something that they like, they have them go overboard with telling them how good it feels and how much they like it. And, and that can be non-sexually, sexually. It can be that he put his dirty socks in the hamper. It can be anything that he does, right? But it starts to give the man space to build his masculine energy back up. And he feels like he's winning again, like he's pleasing her. They want a woman they can please. So once they're in that dynamic, it starts to change things so fast. It is such a simple thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree with that because I notice, especially in marriages, and I don't know if it's because you're around each other so often that you forget about the simple things and how to say thank you or be grateful for the little things. As you said, something as simple as putting your socks away, which in when you're in a long-term relationship, believe it or not, that's something to be totally grateful for <laughs> as if a man <laughs> But I think that 
a lot of times when we're comfortable, and this is also something I'm trying to teach, when we get comfortable in our relationships, we forget to be grateful. And being grateful is a part of the feminine energy that you're speaking of. So I do strongly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should tell them the things that they're doing right more, which would help build the masculine energy, which I agree with. But let's say there's something that's bothering us. Is there certain keywords to use with a masculine energy to mm-hmm. say that something is bothering us? Mm-hmm. So I think that, and it's, it's keywords both ways. So communicating your pleasure is communicating that you feel good. And then when something's bothering you, you communicate your feeling center that you feel bad. So um, I'm trying to think of an example really quickly off the top of my head. But I feel uncomfortable that about this, right? So you want to, as long as you start with a feeling and then give them space to respond. I Let's see, let me give an example of someone that I coached through this recently. Uh, she was feeling really uncomfortable because her partner's mom was way too involved in their life. And every time his mom would call, he would stop whatever he was doing and he would talk to his mom on the phone whether they were having dinner or whatever they were doing. And she was starting to feel really like unimportant, but she was saying to him, you need to have better boundaries with your mom. And he was saying, I know, but it wasn't getting them anywhere. Okay. So I, when I met, I met with them together and I coached her to say this, I said, look, say this, when your mom call, when we're having dinner together and your mom calls and you answer, I feel really unimportant and invisible to you and when she used those words and he heard how it was hurting her negatively he got the message in a different way and he said oh okay I don't want you to feel that way I want you to feel like a priority how do I make that happen so it's a little shift from her being kind of telling him what to do into her communicating her feelings to him. But that little shift is what allowed their relationship to move forward. Have you ever encountered a couple where it might work better where the woman is the masculine energy and the male is the feminine energy? Can there mm-hmm. be a dynamic where it's not a gender thing, but it's just an energy thing? 100%. There are masculine energy women and feminine energy men. So the way I think about polarity is that it's like a battery. So for a battery to have energy, right, you have a positive charge and a negative charge. And when they get plugged into whatever you plug them into, that creates energy. If you put them in backwards, your remote doesn't work, right? You have to get them in the right way. So it doesn't matter who's the masculine and who's the feminine. There just needs to be one of both. And they need to be aligned with the core energy of the person. And I think when you become more self-aware, you know with what energy you want to enter the relationship with. It's all about being Mm -hmm. self-aware. I actually have a gay friend who we went on a lunch date the other day and he's dating. And I asked him, I said, it doesn't matter because it was funny. He was like, well, we're both men, so I don't know which role I'm playing. And I said, it doesn't matter if you're both men. I said, what energy are you comfortable in? Do you want to pursue or do you want to be pursued? And he's like, I never thought about it like that. And I think a lot of people when entering relationships don't think about where they're comfortable as individuals, what role or what energy they're even in. Yeah, it takes a lot of consciousness to think about this stuff and to really intentionally go into a relationship. 
you know, and, and it sets you up for a whole different kind of love. Yeah, I do. Like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You, so someone who is in their masculine energy, but she might be a feminine person, but she's just stepped out of it because in, in life, Sometimes life will just harden someone who might be feminine in her core. Heartbreak, you'll turn cold, and you'll play that masculine part. So besides the dancing or the self-care, are there certain things you would tell someone to do spiritually to get her feminine energy back? Maybe be more, more vulnerable. And I always say that actually you should always allow someone the chance to hurt you whether you've been hurt in the past or not, because the more vulnerable you are, the more you can see if someone's worth it or not in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's good to be vulnerable. And in the beginning, you're testing them. You really are, because you have to make sure that they're safe for you to open up to all the way. No relationship is ever 100% safe at all, but you have to watch out for the major red flags. But to answer your first question, which is how do you get more into your feminine energy when you've been hardened by the world? Start with the body. So yoga, especially yin yoga, is really helpful, like really restorative deep yoga practice. Um, swimming, spending time in nature, those things really, really start to open your femininity back up really quickly. Taking time to appreciate beauty in your surroundings, um, making your home really beautiful, cooking, anything creative that you like, whether it's podcasting or web design or art, whatever it is that's your deal. Um, that's, I mean, that's feminine energy at its best. So. What are some of the red flags that you would say to notice in the beginning? And how is there a time period of how X amount of time to look for certain red flags and then mm -hmm. the situation's not working? So after X amount of time, it's not working. These are the red flags. On to the next. <laughs> yeah. So that's such a good question. I was actually writing about this yesterday. Um, I think that there's a couple of things. So if you want to be a feminine person, we'll just assume you're going to be a feminine person in a relationship. Right away, you want the man to pursue you and take charge. Right? You want him to take leadership in the relationship. If he's not doing that and he's not taking initiative to contact you, see you, make plans, make dates, come drive to you, pick a restaurant, all that kind of stuff, then you already know right away that he's not very strongly in his masculine energy. And that's okay. He's just not for you. Right? There's someone else. There's millions of guys out there. Literally, actually billions of guys out there. <laughs> so you can find one. That's, that's a good one. Um, another red flag, and this is key, is if a man doesn't cherish your feelings. And I can't say that enough because communicating your feelings is core to feminine energy and masculine energy needs to cherish your feelings. It doesn't mean that they, that you manipulate them and they succumb to your feelings, but they need to cherish them. So if he puts his own feelings, his own comfort ahead of yours, that's a really bad sign. If you share something uncomfortable that you're feeling and he goes into his own story about it and his own stuff and why he's acting that way, that's not a good sign. Okay. Um, that's, that's for me, that's a right away. No, those are, those are some big ones. Obviously, if he doesn't respect your body, that's a huge one. If you say you want to wait to have sex and he pushes a lot, that's not a good sign. Yeah, those are some.
some good red flags. And it's so interesting that you said that last part. Um, so I've decided to stay celibate. <laughs> I forever? Not forever. Okay. Until I meet that masculine energy <laughs> that I'm looking for. You're but, going for fireworks. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like is it, when you're in this feminine energy, it's almost like your body becomes like your temple for the energy. And yeah. it's almost like I'm waiting to recognize that masculine energy who deserves. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like with mm -hmm. modern dating, nobody knows what role they're playing and everyone's just putting it in everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, so. well, and I'm, yeah, I'm really sex positive. I think sex is great. And personally, I agree with you that my body is sacred. And I want to be with people who really love and respect my body. And that's a big thing for me because one of the other things I teach about is the deeper tantric orgasms that you can have. Um, and you really only get into those when you're one, you have this good masculine feminine dynamic and two, you're in a really safe, awesome relationship. So for me, I want to have the best sex possible. And in order to do that, the relationship needs to be right on first, right? Yes. Otherwise I could just take care of myself. You know, it's like, <laughs> do you think, do you think I'm, well, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong, it could be a matter of preference, but because am I overthinking the feminine energy with the celibacy part? Could, could I be over? Cause sometimes I feel like, why don't I just find someone I trust and love? And it, it doesn't mean it's going to be a forever thing. It might be a soulmate connection now and just have that experience without that I expectation. Are you waiting till you're engaged or married? Not engaged or married, but definitely till I'm pretty positive I'm in love. No, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's actually a very feminine thing to do. The thing that we overlook a lot is as women, our bodies are vulnerable. Our bodies are more vulnerable during sex than the man for a variety of reasons. One, we can get pregnant right now. A guy can get you pregnant tonight, walk away, and never think about the consequences, right? No matter what, you have to deal with it. The other thing is we get STDs a lot easier. It's easier for a man to give to a woman than a woman to give to a man. Already, boom, two physical vulnerabilities. And then our bodies, we biologically bond through sex. For a woman to orgasm, her oxytocin level has to go super, super, super high. And oxytocin is what bonds you to your partner. That's why a lot of women end up in relationships that everybody knows are bad for them is because they're chemically addicted to their partner for all the oxytocin so even though their mind is saying get out their hormones are overriding that because their body is is just addicted um so waiting to have sex with someone until you know that they're really really good for you and you're in love with them you are taking a lot less risk you're creating safety for yourself and when you create safety you can open up even more into your feminine energy do you think there's a certain amount of time to know this might be the, the, the right energy for me or it's something that it, it's all a matter of if you feel safe, when you feel safe? I think it's hard to put a matter of time because some people it takes six months and some people it takes six weeks. It's really hard to know. Um, I think having a standard for yourself, like waiting 
for a commitment is a nice thing to do. Waiting until you're exclusive is a nice thing to do, but you don't have to. And men who are looking for a real relationship are looking for a real relationship. You know, they're not looking to be tindering it up every night. So <laughs> can I ask you personal question? Sure. My How is your dating going so far? You said you started interesting. again. It's going interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's because I've been so busy trying to master myself that I'm very wary with the male energies I'm even allowing into mm -hmm. my space. Like I could tell at this point what energy is wishy-washy and what energy just wants to sleep with me, what energy is pretending to be my friend or pretending to be interested versus someone who's building a foundation with me. Mm -hmm. So my dating life is kind of, I'm dodging bullets. <laughs> That's the best way. To <laughs> That's, I'm in a bulletproof vest these days and I'm just looking for that person in the moment I am dodging bullets. <laughs> but you're getting better and better at identifying that person when they do come in. Yeah. 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 Which is part of the process. I mean, it's kind of like you have to recalibrate yourself to connect with different energies and men love feminine women, even the wrong men. So the more feminine you get, the more attention you get. So then you have to filter even more. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. The more feminine you get, the more natural it gets to like men just start to approach you. You don't really have to go online or try and make it happen. It just shows up. The magnetic force. Mm -hmm. They can smell and feel feminine energy. Mm -hmm. It's so true because I went out the other night and I was just having fun. I wasn't too I maybe stuck up, but I was really enjoying myself. I was enjoying the people I was with, the crowd. I was just enjoying myself. And there was someone there and we just started communicating and it just started flowing. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Normally, maybe I wouldn't speak to him and maybe he wouldn't normally speak to me, but because of our energies. And I've also noticed that not every masculine energy you meet has to be a romantic interest. I think that's the thing that sometimes we also confuse. We meet someone and the energies are working and it's like, oh, he's the one. No, he's not the one. It's your energies are balanced. It could just be an amazing friendship or something you learn from it. It's totally true. Mm -hmm. I, I like that you're getting out there and you're having all these awesome experiences. I love seeing women tap their power. It's such a cool thing. So good for you. Yeah, and I'm and I'm trying to really teach it also. So I love that you came on and you know you're. you're <laughs> I could talk about this stuff all day. So um, I know, I know, I love this. It, it makes me more self-aware. Mm -hmm. You know, to hear someone else's perspective. Because mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes we think we know it all. So it's always right? here's someone else's perspective of these things. Yeah, totally. Well, do you want to tell anyone your website, your information, how to reach you? She's amazing, guys. I'm sure you hear how to yes, reach you, yes. contact you. So um, my website is called manifestyourlove.com. And my name is Kirsten Keach. Um, I have a soulmate accelerator program that's opening up again soon where I teach women how to build a relationship from the very beginning using their feminine energy all the way through into um, 
maintaining their relationship long-term. So that's what I do. And you're all welcome to find out more. Thank you again so much for doing this with me.